What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Joel Sadiar and your stop for all things pop where we talk about all things pop culture here in the Philippines and around the globe and of course dito sa bahay dahil we are still all on quarantine at this point but we are still continuing on with our shows and we have another extra special guest here with us for our Road to One first year anniversary special. So ito, medyo ilang months na in the making I think this episode. Um, we've known each other for a while, and I've known him even before he knew me, probably because I listened to their music <laughs> way back. <laughs> but our extra special guest, please welcome Ace Libre of Never the Strangers. Hey guys, and you called me special. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, you are all. We are all special in our own ways, right? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, in this episode, you're the How's the quarantine going you know i mean we're almost at the end hopefully but you know things are still not the normal and we've entered the new normal at this point yeah um i don't know i've been honestly i've been a lot of things for the last couple of months right kakailang months na tayong naka quarantine yes and yeah it's been a it's been a journey in the sense that You know, when, when this all started, when everything was up in the air, um, I was really filled with uncertainty and anxiety. And, you know, I was like, oh, what's going to happen to us? How is the government going to help us? How are, how are they helping now exactly with, uh, you know, with, uh, with this um, sense of, you know, not really knowing what their priorities are? Like today, we just found out that they've sent a cease and desist to ABS-CBN. So... You know, before that, I was doing pretty okay. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I, I was in my routine. Um, I was getting ready to, to do the things on my to-do list. And then yeah. when, the news, when the news hit me, I, I found myself in that headspace of uncertainty again. So yeah. I, f- I find that my moods are very much cyclical now that we're in quarantine. That's Uh-oh. true. I mean, yun nga, kakalabas na nga ng news, like, maybe an hour or two ago as we're recording this. And, you know, we thought it was all okay that, you know, this pandemic will kind of, like, cease that, ano, but everybody sees na lumabas Iba. sa kanila pa. Parang, this is... uh, you know, I mean, it's really weird how they're still making use of these, like, times that we're experiencing for, like ulterior motives that they're planning behind the scenes. Well, it's not really weird, I guess. It's kind of expected at this point. It's like yeah. a whole movie na, you know, we kind of predict what they're gonna do, but we don't really know for sure. It's like behind the scenes. So, I mean, we do what we can. We do what <laughs> we can. And we fight and we talk about it and hashtag no to ABS-CBN shutdown. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, because if we don't talk about it, then they won't listen. And they actually really listen if you see on Twitter that people are clamoring for change and they actually respond to those changes so, that people are asking for. So let's not be quiet about these things. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're right. No? Um, whenever the people make noise, they react to certain things. Not long after you see uh, a trending topic trying to contradict or trying to uh, sort of answer back to the original outrage, right? Yeah. Parang they organize na like, oh, okay, these people are starting to rile against us. Let's yeah, organize is the keyword. With 
let's fight back with our own army of trolls and yeah. like you know not the good kind of trolls like Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake but <laughs> <laughs> you know the army of trolls on Twitter I mean parang hindi ko pa tayo nagsasawa sa mga trolls na yan manood na lang kayo ng trolls hindi <laughs> <laughs> ko pa napapanood yun <laughs> it's actually a really fun movie yeah and uh, it Uh, parang the second movie just came out, Trolls World Tour, which is actually also really fun. Mm. And medyo na trigger ako kasi parang <laughs> like why are you watching Trolls? You're a 24 year old man and you're watching Trolls World Tour. I'm like, why can't we enjoy animated movies? Exactly, exactly. Why they don't? Who says they have to be restricted to a certain age range? Like right? Like yeah. It's the normies. <laughs> the normies. This is Pero all parang, Yeah, I mean, you should go check it out. Because this second, the first one is all about parang world building palang, and wow. the second one is really like exploring that world even further. Because parang the first one is very pop, but the second one is actually all about the history of music. Na there are different kinds of trolls, like pop trolls, rock trolls, funk trolls, K-pop wow. trolls. Meron din. So parang it's all. If you're if you're really interested in the music industry or like different genres, then it's kind of something you'll appreciate because it broadens the world and your perspective on what music should be and what you know. Yung mga tao kasi na ganon din the same way they're like judging animated movies. A lot of people are like, why are you listening to these top 40 mainstream pop songs? You should listen to these like indie. Artists yeah, yeah. that you don't, you haven't heard of. Parang mm-hmm. ganon naman gatekeepers. So it's like yeah, a yeah. good movie to like break your, um, to break your ideas on what gatekeeping should be done or not be done in music. I, I just went on about trolls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, who'd have thought that trolls would house the pop culture zeitgeist, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I mean, if to be fair, if you have. I mean, not to be shady to other people, but if you have the critical thinking, parang you can read through these children, what is perceived as like children's movies, and see the deeper parang meanings that they're trying to show for children, para children will learn and not be like the older people gatekeeping right now. Yeah, if only if only people saw it that way, you know. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, you just see from these websites because I follow these um, music publications like Enemy, mm-hmm. uh, Q Music. So whenever, whenever there's a post with Ariana Grande on the headline, you can't just you could just imagine the amount of snark people give uh, on the comments. It's like, mm-hmm. guys, we can appreciate this and also enjoy more obscure bands, right? Yeah, but there's no boundary or no like gates talaga in a sense like yeah. kunwari yun nga Ariana has really good music and she's really talented but some people think otherwise because it's normal or it's ano lang parang mainstream it's just yeah. like the anti-mainstream movement which is really weird up to me parang to me up to this day parang I don't get I, it <laughs> I agree um, there's there seems to be this Uh, this uh, binary between uh, being into pop and being into quote unquote the rock side of things. Now, you only have a certain idea of what's cool, um, of what's art versus what's commercial. So mm-hmm. I guess it has something to do with that as well, which is 
I know it doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other. Of course, there are, there are cases where that distinction is very uh, defined, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, people have to destroy that distinction in their head because that way, I think that's the only way you'll be able to truly appreciate more art. That's it. true. I mean, I'm. I guess one of the things that we're really trying to push for on this show, on this podcast, is yun nga, parang to have people appreciate these things, like talk to people more about mm. their art and like talk more about the movies and the music and analyze it. Para you know, we're all more aware of the inner meanings or what could be done. And that's, I mean, that's kind of like our, our advocacy here. And we hope for the listeners have learned something in the past year. <laughs> <Sana naman. laughs> I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. And I'm really happy that you've been doing this podcast. Uh, yeah, so I was looking through um, the list of podcasts out there under under culture and arts. And I saw that your podcast is under the noteworthy one. So good job, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Please keep rating us. Para we're yeah. Still there. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll leave a rating. <laughs> and parang you were saying Anna, you were super nervous also because it's your first podcast and you're a, a person who actually listens to podcasts, right? Yes. Like, I what guess. The... Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I guess the nervousness has something to do with you know i i've really i've been as you said i've enjoyed listening to podcasts i've briefly considered uh producing one but i i realize how much planning and how much writing actually goes into it so uh you should should. i will help you out uh, we can work together and like spread more podcasts because i mean podcasts right now are really starting to rise in the Philippines. Ang dami nang nagsisulabasan dyan. And uh, we hope you kasama kami sa mga pinapakinggan ng mga tao. But yeah, uh, yeah. yun nga, we hope uh, to see you sometime in the podcast world. Maybe we can discuss it after we record this episode. Pero, I mean, yun nga, um, getting into this episode uh, specifically, I mean, we just kind of saw each other in a seminar about TikTok in about I mean of all topics <laughs> and para yeah. we're like oh hey Ace kumusta na kasi um ang tawag dito we met when I was in college I think you were still in college also tama ba? I hope I was <laughs> I think you should have been pero ayun nga um I was I was like oh it's Ace I listened to his albums way back in high school and now we're just talking casually and I'm happy you're here because we get to talk about that specifically because I'm I also want to talk parang ask you about that whole experience getting parang let's backtrack and head back to this um time frame a bit later on but parang I wanted to ask more about the band of course uh Never the Strangers you've been in the industry mga how many years eight years na ba yeah around eight or nine yeah yeah so parang yun how was that whole thing building the band and like starting it and how did you even think of never the strangers because i heard parang uh, it started in high school and you had a different name pa. yeah so when when i was in high school you know originally even to go to moving even before that timeline of being in a band yeah i never really wanted to be a musician or a singer what wow. i wanted to be, you know, 
was a poet. <laughs> oh wow. Deep pa. I mean, yes. deep din naman yung music but certain <laughs> parang allure of like oh poetry. Yeah, so when I was in first year high school, I would take cues from this how to write poetry book. So I'd have this Harry Potter notebook. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd have this Harry Potter notebook filled with drafts. And because I was emo, I'd write in red ink. Para, quote-unquote, <laughs> intense. <laughs> ano yun? Parang sa Harry Potter yung uh, detention ni... Oh. Uh, pangalan niya? Ni... So, ano? What's that? Si Professor Umbridge. Yeah. Tapos sa, sa flesh. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what I did have though when I was in first year high school was uh, were classmates who were actually already musicians. As in, major experience na silang uh, gumawa ng kanta, mag-gitara, mag-bongos. Actually, my, uh, the drummer of Never the Strangers now, si Nash, ano na siya? Tumutugtog na siya like, He already had his groove and stuff like that. And, you know, I was, uh, I admired them for that. I was like, hey, this, uh, I didn't know you could write songs at this age. Barang <laughs> sobrang advanced then for me. Yeah. And then, um, at around that time was sort of a, a boom in local Filipino music. So, um, nung time na yun, uso ang pambu. Yeah. Noi P was playing on the radio. Darmadon wasn't even there yet. Siguro, uh, ano pa sila, super underground band. So, Six Cycle Mind, Quan. So, I, I, I guess you could call that some kind of musical awakening for me. So, uh, the summer after that, that's when I decided to take guitar lessons. Kasi yun yung uso eh. Ang dami nagigitara yeah. sa class. Tapos gusto ko makiuso. Tapos... Uh, by the time I was a sophomore, doon na dumami yung mga banda sa batch namin. Uh, there were, by that time, there were two bands in my class. And then eventually, for some reason, dahil absent yata yung isang member ng one of those two bands, they got me. Because I was... Kasi dulang sibul kami pareho. It was a, a theater group in high school. So they were Which, like, oh. Yung audition na yun na fail ko, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I have failed this city. Sorry, Mr. Pagsi. I don't we, live up to your standard. <laughs> we could have been org mates. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Ano naman ako, napunta ako sa Indak, so still oh, in the same cluster. Pretty good, pretty good. I can't dance to save my life. So, you know, you got that over me. <laughs> nasa ano lang ako, nasa B team or even C team, I would say. But I, I enjoy dancing. But anyway, my symbol. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the band was auditioning for uh, the, the the high school fair. And then they were like, Uy, Ace, wala yung isang member namin. Pwede bang sumali ka at least for this gig? Total, marunong ka namang mag-gitara tsaka marunong kang kumanta. And by that point, I was, I was like, siguro, six months deep into my first guitar lessons. So, yeah. it's like, it's the, the song, the, the song I was made to study was Hallelujah by Bamboo. Wow. And I was made to do the guitar solo and the rap. And that was electric guitar, but... <laughs> yeah. That is... Needless to say, I bombed that and we didn't get in. <laughs> yeah, but then a few months later, because um, I really fell in love with music, uh, I started writing songs by, by the time I was 
14 turning 15. So, syempre, kahit sobrang primitive ng songs ko, I found that it was very cathartic. Dami akong crushes na unrequited eh. Tapos, for the most part, sila yung topic ng songs ko. So, yun yung emotional outlet ko. And then, uh, ayun, it was a... I, I formed a band, like a legit band na. And this was... This is the band that you're referring to. Um, we the band was called Leon Cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do the usual high school band circuit, mga fair, yeah. mga prom, battle of the bands, and then we we made an agreement to, oh ano, tutuloy natin to sa college, ah. so tinuloy nga namin sa college, and then we joined uh, the musicians pool, yung amp. Yeah. And then, sorry, am I am I jumping too far ahead? If you no, have no, no, questions, feel free to interrupt. Yeah, so, ano yung audition song mo sa Seabull before? <laughs> oh my! Oh, ah, so glad you asked that. It was an original song. Wow! Yeah, yeah. That's why? That's why. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was about um, one of my crushes at the time. We had a summer class together, and then I was like, "Sige, I'll write her song." Um, and then. I had that. I had the crazy idea to play it, and buti na lang number one maayos yung song, and number two natuwa naman yung mga nagjudge sa akin. <laughs> That's good, cause like you know, I think my mistake talaga was choosing a song that was wrong for me. Mm. My audition song was David Archuleta's version of "A Thousand Miles." Oh. <laughs> I was that was yung ano eh first series at ako noon, mm-hmm. and um. Super sikat pa yung David Archuleta, David Cook, American Idol era. And yes. Ayun, so I was like, oh, I can pull this David Archuleta version off. And I probably did not. <laughs> Kasi I also came from ACT pa, Ateneo Children's Theater, before that. So parang, oh, galang ako ACT. I probably have enough talent to get here. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, it's for the better. Uh, <laughs> experiences, I guess. Coming from not getting there, getting to different orgs, maganon. Yeah, I mean, it all becomes part of your journey, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pero I mean, going back to that, um, you were talking about your amp days. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, what can I? Which parts of my amp life can I talk about here? Um. Yeah, so college band things, you know, gig here and there, um, going home late because, you know, you're a college student, your parents are still not used to you being out very late at night, so, as well as the parents of my bandmates, so my mga, my, my resistance din from my old bandmates' parents, like, I remember this one time when the dad of our, of my bandmate at the time, di ko na lang specify. Parang humirit siya. Uh, it, was a, it was a partly a joke, but I could tell that there was something there. Sabi niya sa amin parang, oh, kumusta mga gigs niyo? Napupuyat lang ata kayo eh. <laughs> <laughs> Because I couldn't really come up with a response to that. I just laughed it off. But in my head, I knew that he, was, he wasn't really supportive of the effort. Uh-huh. Kasi, I get it. You're you're being made to study in this university, uh, and his son was studying this super hardcore uh, management course. And then, instead of using that time to study, 
nagbabanda siya, di ba? So, you you expend time on band rehearsals and yeah. gigs. Late kayo umuwi. Tapos dahil amateur band pa kayo, di pa kayo masyadong binabayaran during the time. So, I, I, I can get, I understand the apprehension. But, yeah, yeah it was, uh, those comments, I really got a lot of that early on. And it's kind of like the movies naman, eh. you'd see that all the time, especially with like Asian parents saying like, oh, you mm. should just do this course, study, get a medical degree, something mm. like that. And then <laughs> I mean, you know, yes. a lot of people don't really understand the hustle of trying to get to the music scene or trying to be recognized by a big number or a big group of people. Diba? Parang, when you're a consumer of music, you're just like, Okay, I'm just gonna listen to them on whatever platform. And wow, I already know them. They're so good. Ganon na, de ba? Parang hindi mo nakikita yung like intricacies of like how they hustled to get here, how they got this deal. I mean, I guess you see that a lot in documentaries nila, whoever artists that you can see wherever. Or if you're into K-pop, de ba? Ganon din. Parang they have to train so young. But like you know, it's something I guess people should be more aware of or more appreciative of how bands really like get together right yeah uh i agree um the documentaries a drawback to documentaries is that they're put out way way after the fact na, diba? Uh-huh. and i'm sure all i'm sure that you know despite um the producers or the editor showing the audience the the difficulties behind the scenes i'm sure there are uh, scenes there that have been cut out of the uh, uh, left out of the cutting room floor because although they're difficult, they're a certain hardship of an artist or a musician. They're a little too bland for TV, so to speak. So yeah. the boring bits are left out. Yeah. Because I remember um, there's really a lot of labor that goes into you know making music, as I'm sure is the case for a lot of other professions. Pero when it comes to uh, making music, there's a lot of it that falls through the cracks. Because w- what people know about the narrative about when it comes to musicians or an artist is, you know, so you write these songs, they're immediately great for some reason, and then they do the tour, and you all you see are the, siguro a bit of backstage drama, mm-hmm. personal tensions in your personal life, and the the shiny bright lights but you know a lot of it is uh, in my case sitting in my room battling writer's block mm-hmm. um there's a lot of it um disagreeing with your bandmates over your group chat we, we, they won't they won't show that on your documentary right yeah. <laughs> it's really not for tv material but yeah i guess i just really want to say that you know uh, a lot of it slips notice so you know, that's the life. That's the life you have to. That's the price, I guess. It's part of what you have to pay if you really want to take this path. Yeah, and I guess ananaman parang it pays off in due time. Parang you know you have to. Sometimes it takes super long for you to get there, but sometimes also nasweetehan yung mga ibang artists and they get like hit a hit the first song out, de ba? Parang but yeah. it's really. A unique case for everyone, but I guess in terms of never the strangers, like how did it hit you? Na okay, ito na yon, and especially coming into your first album, na of course the hit, moving closer. 
that everyone's like literally knows from TV <laughs> on the radio. I think you performed it in my grad ball, <laughs> and uh, what else? Oh Mga, All these things. Like how 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 did na parang okay? Ito na never the strangers na yung name natin and like getting into the moving closer. Never the strangers debut, a uh, debut album era. Yes. So um, I guess I'll start with a band name. Because, of course, there was a shift from Leon Cast to Never the Strangers. So the original plan was really to break out as Leon Cast. <laughs> However, another band burst on the scene, and you might know them as Kings of Leon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, a, it was a bit of a dilemma during the time. Na parang, wait, I mean, I like this band. Their songs are cool, pero we don't want people to identify us with those guys. Because they which you don't want. You don't want to be typecast as a copycat band right at the get-go. Or actually at any point in your career. Yeah. So, and there was a, we were given a bit of time to think about it. And I was texting my friend, uh, my, my bandmates about possible band names that I, I have either forgotten or purposefully deleted from my mind. <laughs> so, am I still here? Yeah, yeah. All right, so... um. Yeah, so one afternoon I came up with the with the name Never the Strangers. It just it just came it just occurred to me. I was having lunch, uh, and then the words just appeared in my head. And then uh, I texted my bandmates, "Oh guys, kumusta kaya tong name na to, Never the Strangers?" And game sila. So like, okay, okay. So Never the Strangers it is. And then um, going back to your question about when did it feel like like this is it? Yung this is it moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you got it right. Yung moving closer, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because it it was a different feeling recording our first album. Nung nagaaral pa kami, because we started recording siguro second semester na patapos na yung school year, so we were pre- preparing for exams. They. Our, our label got our schedules. So that was a different experience. I mean, we were excited, but at, at the same time, we were super pumped to do well with school, to, you know, just to be able to say na hindi namin pinabayaan yung pag-aaral namin. Yeah. Yes. So that was one thing. And then we released our first single, Alive. And that was an experience na parang, uh, okay, this is it, pero not to the same degree as when uh, we did the close-up song. Because I remember, I remember the day it debuted on all radio stations at the same time. There was still school then, or parang nagagrad practice kami nun. And I, I went to Twitter. Yes, 2012 Twitter, long time ago, guys. <laughs> Iba pa yung itsuro ng website. And then I, I, I saw a bunch of tweets from my schoolmates who heard the song on the radio. And this, there was just this outpouring of uh, love and support from people I otherwise wouldn't be talking with. And that's when it dawned on me na, oh my God, like, we did something here. And I saw your tweet, I must have done something right. Can you ease it at the time? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we must have done something right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so parang, I mean, getting into that, syempre, you were approached by a label to like, oh, would you want to sign with us? How was, I mean, syempre, 
I mean, as students, I mean, a lot of people nowadays are like high school students going to college pa lang and they get signed. I mean, it's a difficult process nga. I mean, how did you guys handle that na, okay, we're still in college, we're still studying, and then this label comes up to us or, you know, offers us a deal, and then now we have this big hit. Um, so the label approached us when Rico approached us. So Rico Blanco. Um, we were we were juniors, I think, when this happened. When I got this text from me uh, from the musicians' pool, uh, telling me that oh, Rico Blanco came across your uh, MySpace page. Yes, MySpace. MySpace, pa. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, we had posted like a handful of demos there, one of them being Alive, which turned out to be our breakout single. And he liked that song. So I think, so what he wanted to do was meet us face to face and to see if we could, if we could actually play music live. Hindi lang kami recording studio musicians. Yeah. So, ayun. So we went to, we met in a studio and apparently we weren't the only band there. There were also a couple of other bands that he was looking at. So medyo naging, I was like, hmm, seryoso ba to? Marami kami dito? Medyo naging competitive ako yeah. to, a, to a degree. But anyway, that's besides the point. So um, I think his, what he wanted to do was introduce a new band, kumbaga new blood into the industry to be signed by Warner Music Philippines at the time. Mm-hmm. So he want he would take that band under his wing, and then what turned out happening with us was sort of a co-management arrangement between him and the label. So it was a bit of a back and forth there when we talked about you know when we had when we went into contract conversations because siempre this was the first time we were ever gonna do this and um, just the idea of having to sign a contract and commit to something for like five years was a bit daunting. Yeah. So, um, we, we took it seriously. We talked to lawyers. We talked to our parents. Um, yung dad ng drummer namin before used to be active in the music industry. So, pinating, na namin yung contract sa kanya. So, uh, he, he let his lawyer check it. And then, so he returned a copy and he was like, oh, these, these are cert- some points that you might want to negotiate, ganyan, ganyan. So there was a bit of back and forth between us and management and eventually we came, we arrived at a middle ground. Mm-hmm. So you know, eventually we, we figured, um, why not give it a try? So we, we eventually signed with them. And that really resulted to the, I mean, Alive becoming a breakout hit, nga, as you mentioned, and of course, moving closer. But I mean, yun nga, that's such a massive hit for you guys, both songs, and uh, that really put you into the scene, diba? Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, siempre, how did you get to like navigate through that? Especially the close-up song was really big nga, and it's being played everywhere. And of course, you're in school pa, so para naging weird na ba? Or para, oh, this is the guy who sings the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, ano ba? This made me remember the first time I got recognized. I was, I was walking around the mall, and siempre sobrang excited ko. I wanted to check the record store for our new album, kasi kakalabas lang eh. Like this was a couple of days 
after our records hit the shelves. So, yeah. ayun, nakita ko yung CD namin, sabang tuwang-tuwa ako. And then, there was this guy who who tapped me on the shoulder. Sabi niya, Sir, kayo po ba yung sa Never the Strangers? Then I was like, Oh my God. In my head, I was like, Oh my God, what is this? This is, this is mind-blowing stuff. Kasi, this was shortly after Alive was released. So, wala pang moving closer na ito. Uh-huh. It was really just that, that song pa lang. And then, I was re- it was uh, I got a high from that, you know. Yeah. And then you know, when Moving Closer came out, that was a different level. Because, I guess so to speak, for for a good couple of months, it was it felt like a national anthem for a while. It was. Yeah. I- just. <laughs> yeah, just just because of the exposure of you know, it's a commercial, de right? So nationwide yon. And you're right. We were still in school then, and we were wrapping up on on our final requirement. So it was, um, it was quite the ride because by that time, we had organized our army. Yung, kumbaga, this is what we used to call, or this is what we used to call our, our fan group, yung Army of Strangers. Tapos, you know, so, uh, the members... I don't know if you know the army. Actually, yeah, we... Tapos, N- NTS army, yun, ah, before the <laughs> BTS army. <laughs> The BTS army is pretty cool. I might you could are. call you could say that I'm part of it. But anyway, same same. Uh, we have a whole episode about BTS, so go listen to that. <laughs> yeah, listen to it, guys. So we were. It was really a learning curve to to deal with that kind of fame early on. Because you know we we had no exposure to anything. We were nobodies before that, and because social media is really just beginning in a sense social media as we know it today that reduced distance between the fan and the artist, diba? Mm-hmm. So, hindi pa namin alam kung paano ina-navigate yun. Like, hindi pa namin alam paano i-manage yung time namin. Yung, hindi mo na pala alam, ubos na yung oras mo kaka-reply sa mga fans. Eh, kasi non-stop sila mag-reply. Oh my God, si Idol, mga ganyan. Kuya-kuya. Eh, Kuya-kuya oh, <laughs> oh, pa fans. And eh, like, Namin, we didn't want to be called snobs because that was really a thing back in the day. Kapag hindi ka namamansin, hindi ka nagre-reply. Or kung hindi mo ina-accept yung Facebook requests nila, uh, you're really gonna... Kumbaya, you're really gonna be labeled that. So it was really uh, a learning process, learning to balance, you know, interacting with fans while uh, organizing your shows and then also studying. So, I don't know. Um, looking back on that experience, I'm kind of happy that I'm no longer on that level, honestly. Uh-huh. Being the inward person that I am, I realize that, uh, I mean, having that dose of attention is cool from time to time because it gives you a high. Your ego needs it. But for the most part, I'm really fine being in- inconspicuous. <laughs> Pero uh, parang from that time nga, how was that? I just want to ask maybe one last question about this song because, you know, this album, I really, this one of the albums I really listened to back in the day. Let's yeah. just say back in the day. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really, I really enjoyed the whole experience of, I think I have a physical copy somewhere here. I don't know where it is. But, uh, nga, parang being that song, being that band who sang that song, Ano yung pinaka-memorable experience? Like, may nag-propose na ba ng wedding proposal while you were singing it? Mga ganang bagay na, like, exciting na nangyari while you were in that phase of your band, of your career. 
Siguro ang na-witness ko lang, promposal. <laughs> promposal in the middle of our set. Um, I think this was in, this was in Ateneo nga eh. Uh, we were playing for a KFD, I think. You oh. know how they have these fundraising concerts. Yeah. Yeah, so in the middle of our set, biglang may nag ang mga tao somewhere in the crowd. And then the, just like the, the, the Red Sea, the, the crowd parted and then it revealed two people, one guy kneeling. Kneeling <laughs> talaga. Kneeling talaga. Prom. <laughs> like, guys, prom, prom lang to. Okay, chill lang tayo. Pero wedding proposals, I, I am not sure. Although, we have been invited to many a wedding. Kumbagan, medyo nag-spike yung wedding invites namin. Yeah. That song. Or, at least, uh, nanghihingi ng permission to use our song for their, siguro, their videos, mga same-day edits, or mga prenup, prenuptial videos nila, mga ganun. Tapos, ano pa ba? Um, I guess, one of the more notable things that I would say happened to the band shortly after that song's release is really touring the country. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it happened pretty fast. Eh? Uh, so that song comes out. We start doing mall shows in Luzon, plus in um, Cebu, Davao, mga ganun. and these obscure places that I hadn't even heard of. So it was crazy. Um, doko talaga na, na experience yung yung touring life. It's kind of wild. Cause um, you're friends with your bandmates. That's one thing. But then when you start you start practically living with them in the van, on the plane, in yeah. hotels. You see, you see a different side of them. You know, like the entirety of the person you become privy to. So it's, it's just interesting. Interesting part of the job that you don't really, that people don't really hear about. Yeah, I mean, yung mga kwento lagi, di ba? Parang never travel with your friends. Close friends because yeah. you get annoyed at them. Yeah. Everyone I mean, fall out or like, siempre siguro konting ano lang uh, mga moments lang na parang oh, these people I've been with for so long on this tour. Yeah, I, I guess you could say there was a measure of cabin fever. Uh, I guess normal lang naman yun, kasi especially now that people are experiencing, I'm sure they're experiencing that now, diba? Now that they're in quarantine. The collective cabin fever for everyone. Yeah, like you're just, you may, I'm sure a lot of people out there are sick of the people they're living with right now and they just want to go out. I was sort of like that, pero it was uh, more on the road. Mm-hmm. So, siempre may mga moments na you'll disagree. The little things kind of become bigger things. But I, I guess that's part of the band life. It's uh, uh, parang ano lang. You're you're learning to manage uh, other personality other than yourself. Kumbaga, you re- it, it's an eye-opening. It was an eye-opening experience in the sense na hindi lang ikaw yung importante. Yeah, and parang um, yun nga. I mean, coming off of that na. It was a really like good time for OPM because previously, the years before that was all covers everywhere. Mm. There was there Bossa Nova. Any, yun nga, Bossa Nova, and then covers, mga theme song lang ng teleserye and movies <laughs> and all that were popular. But like, how did it feel na you guys were kind of one of the bands that were part of the first wave of the renewal, parang the renewed interest in original music in the country. How it feel? I'm trying to put myself in my shoes during that time. Eh. May um, awareness ba kayo nun na parang okay, parang we must be on to something na 
collectively even with the bands you knew na parang okay para nag-pick up na ulit yung OPM. May ganun bang, ano, or you just like went along with it or something? I would say that there was a bit of that. Uh-huh. Kasi, syempre, when we were starting out, we were really, um, we were told about, the, when we were told about the plans, releasing music videos, releasing singles, touring, all that that life, when we were, when we were still being sold that life, uh, as quote-unquote, the new blood. Syempre, being, uh, being the hungry artists that we were who were desperate to make a mark, we really bought into that vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I guess, medyo, medyo angas yung feeling na tapos alive pa yung nilabas naman, which was really a bit of news, which was a bit of cold play. It was really a new flavor. Like, uh-huh. during that time, people were really not used to uh, that kind of vibe, I think. Yeah. I mean, I guess there were a lot of artists that had uh, a similar style close to that, pero at least that's how we, we viewed ourselves. Like, this is a new sound, we're new faces, and yeah, I guess, yeah, and deep in my heart, I really thought that at that time, we were going to make a, a difference in the industry. And I guess in many ways, looking back, we kind of did. And parang yun nga, uh, coming from that, of course, after the first album, moving on, like, how was that, like, journey nga after the first hit album na parang, of course, pressure, ano yung next ilalabas or yeah. ano yung lalabas ng music, ano yung magiging tunog ng band. How was that uh, getting from that high and, like, moving on to the next phase? Yeah, so actually a lot of things happened between the first album and the second album. Um, the first piece of the domino to fall was when our bassist had to migrate to Canada. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he was one of my closest friends Panaman in the band. So that really kind of dampened my spirit a little bit. And coming off a great year, uh, 2012, when we gigs, uh, we had so many guestings on TV, mga noontime shows. Parang mauudlot yung momentum namin dahil siya. Kasi he was also... Uh, a crowd favorite like a lot of the fans really found him endearing like super funny siya and stuff and then hindi lang yun uh, the, the next piece of the puzzle to fall was when our label filed for bankruptcy oh yeah yeah, yeah so that was really demoralizing especially mm-hmm. during the time na parang uh, you know we were just getting started Mm-hmm. We just we had just gotten this ball rolling, and then suddenly we're losing our label. Like, uh, what the hell, right? So, uh, so it was a three-year gap between the first album and the the second album. So, ano yun, uh, From in the uh, talking in terms of the timeline of quote unquote show business, yeah, that's an that's a lifetime. Three years is a long it time. Is, it is. Yeah. So. So we lost our momentum then, and then, you know, it was a it was a long process of having to contend with the uncertainty and the anxiety. Because dun nagsimula yung parang merry-go-round of members ng NTS. Like, yeah, we had so many members coming in and out of the band, and that really added to us not really picking up on the momentum to come up with some, with, come up with a follow-up. Hirap, um, because it's a cycle of uh. Or auditions, negotiating mm-hmm. within the band if 
that we want this person tapos we let we take that person in you teach them the songs you basically walk them through the kind of life the band has how it how it works the way you teach them the ropes because it's not just about the music it's about um you know uh making connections in the industry uh making friends mm-hmm. be they artists or other industry personalities that whole deal uh and that happened for like a good number of times until we settled on uh a quote unquote final lineup which was going to change again or sabihin na lang natin lineup that ended up recording screenburn uh-huh yeah so eventually we signed with universal records mm-hmm. and then we released uh screenburn and then parang from there of course Iba na naman yung experience kasi with each label comes a different experience din, diba? So parang, yeah. I mean, I guess we, I don't know if we should talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, coming from that second album, you also had like vinyl, a vinyl record. Mm. Uh, I mean, that was a cool thing then, diba? I mean, yeah. another thing that uh, after the whole OPM revival, in a sense, parang vinyl was starting to become a popular thing as well. And I guess you had that experience through this album i mean cool yeah. byon in that time the parang oh we have a vinyl album yeah man 100% uh, cuz i remember this uh, this coincided nga, with my own vinyl phase like i had bought a motorino uh, player yeah. and yeah i really got in on that as well like i i remember going to kubao x to buy these second hand records maakala kong rare pero hindi pala mukha lang siyang rare kasi Mukha siyang antique, pero common pala siya. <laughs> so, naloko din ako sa ganun. But anyway, yeah. Uh, doon na uso eh, yung mga... Ano ba? I forgot what it's called. But uh, but yeah, to answer your question, we really wanted... Uh, we were really on that train to have our music pressed on vinyl. Uh, I have I have a copy of mine downstairs. It's really cool. I think I've seen one sometime oh, yeah? before. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think... Uh, If you go to yung uh, mga Astro, Astrovision, yeah. Astro Plus, baka makasilip ka doon. I don't think anymore though. Yeah. It's mostly on, online na lang din sa Lazada, True. I think, and other mm. online But, I mean, from yeah, the second baka... album, ano yung, uh, parang, I guess, jump. let's jump forward na to this current one. It's also been a while since you released a new EP since then, diba? 2015, mm. yung Screen Burn, and then this new one, Touchdown. I mean, you release songs in between, but the first like collective um, title is Touchdown, which was 2019, and a different, ano na naman, a different mm-hmm. format, a different uh, lineup, different <laughs> yeah. label. I mean, <laughs> coming from everything that we spoke about, I mean, ano na yung naging thrust nyo? I mean, sure, as you mentioned, nga, the moving closer era has changed, and uh, you learned a lot from it, and then. Of course, you wouldn't. Parang you were saying that you wouldn't really wanna get back to that level, but you're happy with how. Parang ano yung mga memorable stuff or experiences that got you into this latest uh, release of yours. You're right in saying that it was really a lot of things. Because again, a lot of things happened between our last album and this EP. Uh, again, uh, member changes, mm-hmm. uh, plus the the accompanying anxiety from that. Uh, the uncertainty. Um, of course, there's some um, back and forth between my bandmates on how to do things, because it seemed like 
you know, a, a lot of misfortunes were sort of repeating themselves and we couldn't find the momentum. But then eventually we, uh, we kind of sort of got together myself, si Bert, at si Nash, my bandmates now, and really buckled down on crafting, uh, crafting these songs for the EP. So we'd work on them in our houses, like, because uh, Bert and Nash had have their own uh, setups at home. Like Bert has this kumbaga electronic drum set, and we'd record demos with that. And then you know we'd we'd come up with stuff. Tapos of all the of all our collection of of the three collection collections of songs that we have. Ito na yung pinaka medyo parang DIY namin. Pero syempre, ano pa rin, with the help of the producer, si Rico, uh-huh. uh, napaganda niya yung album namin. Pero in, from a production standpoint, di, ito yung pinaka hands-on namin in the sense na, you know, it's it's every member making use of his expertise on the laptop, sending files, uh, creating these electronic loops and stuff like that. Tapos, putting together those layers para may playback kami sa live sets namin. So, it's really, like, so from four members, naging tatlo na lang kami. So, this was the first time ever The Strangers recorded as a trio. And, um, I guess you could say that it's a bit of a different flavor, this EP, uh, Touchdown. Because it's really a different sound from uh, the albums that came before. Yeah, mas ano siya, no? Mas uh, synth poppy vibe. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. were the, I mean, kasi the first one I heard off of this album was Shadow Show. And mm-hmm. that's something that I really vibed with. I was like yeah. considering, should I message Ace? <laughs> I really like the song. Kasi medyo matagal na rin tayo hindi nag-usap in yeah, between yeah. those times that we met and like you released this. But I was like, medyo nahiya pa ako. And then... <laughs> We saw each other again in that TikTok seminar. I was like, oh, I really like Shadow Show. <laughs> I released the EP after that. I mean, ano yung mga inspirations that came into this? I'm curious, ano yung mga bands na pinakinggan nyo na parang, okay, ito yung magiging tunog natin this time around? Yes, so uh, Touchdown was really uh, an intentional decision to to sort of mix it up. Kasi I remember when we were sending Rico the the preliminary demos to 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 whatever we were gonna record, whether it was gonna be a, a single or an album or an EP, um, na parang we kind of realized na it sounds it's uh it sounds like very much in the box we put ourselves in, or at least the box that I placed myself in, which was you know a uh, Coldplay, Snow Patrol, The Killers, uh-huh. you know that that sound, um. So parang naisip namin, we're artists, diba? We don't have to confine ourselves to this or that. Why don't we uh, think outside the box for this one since we've already, have, we've already got two albums that, you know, have that alternative rock sound. But din lang tayo sumubok. And on my part then, uh, that, the songwriting that we came up with here has been the kind of music I've always loved listening to. Like, I really like the... Uh, I really like the slick songwriting of contemporary pop, like uh-huh. um, Troy Sivan, Ariana Grande, uh-huh. uh, Love, Love, Love. I don't know how. I think it's Love. 
love yeah so yeah so that corner of the so- that that side of the songwriting spectrum i've always admired and you know i've always wanted to sort of exercise that muscle if i can if i could pull it off and ayun um hang was actually i was hoping to release that solo originally kasi yeah i really wanted to um sort of explore that side of my artistic persona mm-hmm. and eventually we were like oh pwede naman siguro sa band and it's in theme with what we're what we were trying to do yeah. so so there yeah um we we really wanted to to sort of ride that wave of contemporary synth pop mm-hmm. and um I, i had a lot of fun doing that and it turned out really well i mean you know the the day that i listened or parang discovered shadow show yet or a few days after it was like wonderland tapos yung mga bands uh this was 2019 last year mga bands prep on so parang bumagay siya sa playlist ko at that time na parang, i'll put this here because they sound like so sonically alike and it really vibes parang good job on that i mean <laughs> really parang coming from that separate With the times nga din, uh, the first 2012 album uh, was very Coldplay, which Coldplay was also at the height na Viva La Vida era yata yung mm. time na yun, and Milo Siloto. So parang yeah. ganun yung at that time. And then now parang it really shows that uh, you guys are really, not really adapting, but like riding, uh, adapt, uh, parang evolving into whatever is not just in, but like how you can put the Never the Strangers flavor into that kasi parang yes. na, may mga ano pa rin eh nuances of like the songwriting before but like with a new sound na which is something i admire nga from mga musicians kasi not everyone gets to pull that off na they can be a chameleon in terms of genre but like still retain their you know yeah. songwriting and their heart parang if, if i it's still it's still there i can say yeah i like what you said about being a chameleon kasi Uh, I guess a lot of people have I don't know I don't know if a lot of people still think this or maybe it's just me pero um you know when artists tend to be put in a box but once you've once you come out with a big hit or you come out with your first hit you're sort of siguro put in that box you're mm-hmm. medyo nagka-calcify yung image mo pati yung genre mo sa minds ng mga tao which is partly human nature kasi I, I'm guessing I I can sort of understand with people who prefer the old sound mm-hmm. as compared to now. Because medyo I, number one, medyo malayo yung tinalon namin from moving closer. Halimbawa, kung yun yung huli mong narinig, tapos biglang may hang, de ba? It's a it's a it's a bit of a jarring transition, which I understand because number two, I have a feeling that you know people who aren't super uh, in tune with the with the malleability of genre and artistry they tend to to really become biased toward the music th- that they love during their formative years you know how that sort of influences your taste yeah your whole lifetime for some yeah. people like i get na parang dahil et, et, they they've attached so many memories to this like as a result they've we've become frozen in their heads as as that band forever yeah. so the moment we shift our aesthetic the moment we change our sound it will never 
reach the same level of let's say beauty or uh, the level of beauty as their nostalgia but we will, you can never compete with that which i understand but that was still won't, that still will not stop me from um you know being a chameleon being adaptable because you know a restlessness is a an integral trait of being an artist or being a creative person you can't just sit in place because you get bored easily with that so you'll find yourself equating change with survival because otherwise you'll feel dead inside and you're right nga parang to some people to say it's really hard to like erase those great memories and i guess it's a good thing on your end na parang your song moving closer has really like made a mark na parang it's really stuck in people's minds but for example you know we always talk about this particular artist in the show her name is Carly Rae Jepsen and mm. everyone's like call me maybe mm. isn't she the call me maybe girl and then but what we're fighting fighting for talaga but what we always <laughs> say is like listen to emotion listen to dedicated the albums and you really see the artistic uh growth in her i mean that call, that album na call me maybe nga was also good a good album but like the artistry continues even after the mega hit diba mm. parang it's something that uh people should try to understand further which is it's a long way to go i guess because it's really hard to change people's minds collectively about what they think or what they consume yeah. diba <laughs> yeah there's this one quote of hers from one of her interviews uh that i really go back to like i really uh-huh. relate with on a very deep level and it's um i think it was in response to a question carly ray was asked about what do you think or what's your response to people who have pigeonholed you as you know, the the call me maybe singer then she was like she has no problem with it and she um she chooses to view that song as sort of her calling card. Kumbaga, yun yung gateway niya into the other great songs that she has. So like, it treats that as a good thing in the sense na, oh, she sang this song, but also at the same time, she's come up with so many other uh, great albums that are very varied in, in sound, varied in feel, and have a lot of substance. Yeah. Yeah, I go back to that quote whenever I contemplate like the trajectory that I've got as an artist. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's not really bad to have a really big hit kasi parang you made a mark on someone's life, you made a mark on a collective people's minds na parang we know this band that they made the song. Compared to I mean, not to I know, not to look down on other artists, but the other people who don't have as parang who did get to that level then parang you know you still had that moment and you still continue on with your artistry and people still recognize you and still appreciate you for your new new music diba parang like Carly Rae with her new wave of fans i guess kayo then may new wave of fans na rin with their new music right yeah um yeah it's it's been an interesting journey being in this band in the age of social media because uh, the, the response is close to immediate. Like there'd be some people, a f- there'd be a few who would, for some reason, hear uh, Seguro Touchdown or Hang first before moving closer. Tapos saka na lang nila malalaman na, ah, kami pala yung uh, gumawa ng close-up songs. Tapos I guess from that perspective, or at least putting myself in that person's shoes na parang, oh, sila pa rin yung ganito, ganyan. 
uh, that brings me joy. Na it just tells me that you know uh, we've been on this journey for a few years now, and we've done a lot of good things. Yeah, and I, I mean, patuloy pa rin naman, diba? Yung music and everything. It's just really up to everyone to like appreciate. As going back to our conversation on trolls, there's much to appreciate yeah. on different genres, different artists, and all that. But siguro last question on music. Um, Siyempre, ganun din yung nagiging discussion on the term OPM. Like, some artists want to dissociate themselves from the term OPM because to them, OPM is like 2003 OPM or 2006 OPM. Ano yung masasabi mo tungkol sa OPM industry ngayon? Siyempre, it's evolved way further than it was back in 2012 or 2003. And I mean, ako kasi... From my end, everything released na Filipino is OPM because it's original Filipino music. But it's not really bound to a genre or a sound. But to a lot of people, yun nga, they don't even want to classify themselves as part of the OPM industry because they don't recognize what came before them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember this because I was part of that movement early on. Uh-huh. Mga year 2012 to 2013, parang it became a thing on Twitter to sort of open up the discourse on what the hell OPM stood for and whether it's a fair label to use as a genre of music. Uh-huh. I understand. Parang, ano, ano ba talaga to? It's, it's, uh, parang, I remember OPM meant something very different back in the day, siguro nung ano ba, 60s to 70s. And uh-huh. it's actually the name of an organization that exists today. Organisasyon ng... Uh, ano tawag doon? Filipino. Something. Basta OPM. <laughs> They collect royalties yata for local artists. Eh. Yeah, yeah. I'm unfamiliar with how the history of that developed. Pero, huh? um, yeah, it's, it's a term that I'm still finding myself trying to negotiate with. Kasi, uh-huh. as much as possible, I really just call it Filipino music or local uh-huh. Filipino music. Kasi, LFM na lang. <laughs> yeah, parang ganun eh. Um, but you know, I, I get it. If it works for people. Kasi I'm sure, I could, I could argue that the label is super convoluted in the sense na lahat na lang OPM. Like, are, you, are we going to classify a music that originates from the more in, indigenous regions of the Philippines as OPM as well? Diba? Mm-hmm. Is it as far-reaching as that? Pero at the same time, Um, I think the power lies in whoever is using that term. In the, uh-huh. it, the, the power lies in the user. Because you could be using that term as a catch-all, but at the same time, you have these mental distinctions in your mind na kahit OPM yung tawag mo, you, you're, uh, a discerning listener is still, is still able to distinguish between, like, for example, Bull Dumas mm-hmm. from Abipi Valenzuela versus Janina Vela, who mm-hmm. was your podcast. Guest, like yes, last time, <laughs> and um, yun, uh, I really, kumbaga, it's not really a battle I want to fight. Uh-huh. Like, whatever happens to it, um, will be dictated by time. Kumbaga, I don't know if there will be a strong grassroots movement to replace that term with something more appropriate, but um, I don't know, eh, like, what, what, what do you think? 
And for me, kasi, I guess I'm kind of traditional in a sense that I still believe in the term. Na okay. I don't, parang I just don't like some sort of disrespect that some newer artists would be showing what came before them in a sense na why are you disregarding what came before you? Because they, they are the foundations of why music is a big deal here or, you know, the music that we've come to grow with, our parents, or grandparents. So parang, in a sense, may ganong kind of catch lang sa akin na, you know, it's still an important term to respect at the very least even if you don't call yourselves part of that movement. But you're right then, uh, I guess, na there should be a conversation that should be done to classify further because it's, it's such a broad term talaga at this point in time. Because I guess in the earlier days, there would only be one sound kasi na, I guess in the early 2000s, mga novelty songs. And then come 2012, na new wave na naman. Ngayon, ibang mas international sounding na ang OPM, di ba? So parang it's really so broad and such a big umbrella that it has to, there has to be some conversation started again hmm. with like the proper authorities or whoever. <laughs> I mean, I guess there should be like a convention or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, ano pa? Um... I guess there should, parang ano lang, siguro added point lang on my end is I guess there should be some sort of collective na for young people in music that we should start talking more about these di naman issues but like nuances in the industry and like how we're gonna move forward into the future i guess that's something i want to work on i mean being in the music industry as well na you know i want to meet more people aside from those i work with professionally i mean in the same industry other artists that i haven't met and maybe there could be like something to come out of it from discussions or, or just meeting people ganun. yeah um yeah now, now that you mentioned that you know it's uh i realize how complicated the issue can get because it's real when you think about it it's really not just about the word but it's about the cultural context around it and you can maybe stretch it as far as maybe if the government sort of um took it upon themselves to okay establish muna natin let's Let's try to support these artists. Uh, make make the arts, or at least make this uh, quote unquote OPM a more formal uh, thing, uh-huh. where you're being reactively funded. You're you're actually some form of education is being given uniformly to a lot of people. Maybe maybe then we'll have a more nuanced conversation about when it's. At when when it's at the forefront of people's thoughts, because now, parang it's I guess I don't know I, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, pero it's not quote unquote an urgent issue. Kumbaga, parang, I guess so. There are people uh, to dethrone first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but my hopes are high. You know, um, ano rin, like I I I like what you said about the history. Something one hundred percent we have to respect. And at the same time, um, it's a, I don't think it's a term people will be able to escape anytime soon. But I think the good thing about that is it stops becoming about the word and more about the artists that define them. So it really changes from era to era, from decade to decade. It really always changes. So I guess 
that's one way of looking at the confusion in a positive light because it constantly evolves. So who knows what's going to happen to local Filipino music when uh, the younger people come up with a different kind of music. Because uh, young people are really maximizing technology now. So who knows what's going to happen in the future. So yeah. let's, hope. let's hope for the best. Talaga. And I mean... <laughs> I hope we get to participate personally in whatever movement is to come. And I think, ano naman, hindi siya malayo sa mangyayari. I mean, it's not far from happening then. Kasi, I mean, if you see Korea, our cultural idols right now in the yeah. world, uh, their government is funding their music and their culture, cultural arts and all that. And you see that it is possible and hopefully we should we should hope and we should ask for that kind of support for our artists especially those who don't really have the support that they need because not everyone is lucky enough to get a label although being in a label also has its own downsides of course but yun nga, uh, not everyone gets the opportunity or has enough funding so you know still a lot to work on i guess in the industry yeah we've got a lot of work to do but I, I love what you're doing now. This is Thank a start. <laughs> and uh, I guess it's time to stop talking about music stuff. Since that's what we've been <laughs> talking about this whole time. Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the music. Because, I, I mean, we, I get a lot of musicians here and we talk about the industry also. But I guess to, to a more personal or like lighter discussion, what uh, mga lately pinagkakaabalahan mo or what's ace into in uh, pop culture for example like uh, have you gotten back into poetry or something oh funny you asked um i'm actually in in i'm back in school now well technically learn uh, uh, learning from home pero yeah <laughs> funny you mentioned poetry because that's literally one of the subjects I'm taking up right now. So I'm taking up um, a master on cultural, uh, literary and cultural studies. So one of the subjects being the development of poetry. So um, we've been studying the epics, like the ancient, the ancient Greeks, so Homer, uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey to... And we're just studying how poetry progresses from the, the, that sort of classical age to slowly toward the present. We're not quite there yet, but uh, apparently the novel is, uh, is, a, is an evolutionary point in literature. So it's, it has its roots in uh, the epic. So it's really interesting to, to develop that kind of appreciation toward um, lit- literature now uh, so not just literature actually, but even songs. Uh because you get yeah. to integrate that in a sense, right? Na, yeah. Okay. Although you have had a history in poetry and through songwriting, I mean the foundations. Then you get to put the history of that, I guess, into your future. Mayam ka na sulat at this point. Because mm. everyone's oh. coming up with uh, yeah all these songs. Even Sir Rico has one, right? Yeah. Ayon. And you know, I I really I'm, I'm honestly I'm, I'm I'm amazed that people are even able to write and put out songs at this time because personally speaking, I couldn't be further away from that mindset. Like my my life has been, I know mostly to myself, uh, do just doing what I can to survive day to day. Um, 
and I do that through I, I you know following a routine. So you know the I try to work out. I, I try to uh, read. Try to watch films and. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could release or I actually I've also been planning to come up with a Facebook live performance for for the fans. But I just couldn't find it in me to, you know, put myself out there and uh, put myself out there as if nothing's happening. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just it feels weird. Like, I've I've mostly been enjoying my relative obscurity. Siguro ito na, this podcast is the most I've done being quote-unquote, in the public eye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, though. I mean, to come out of hiding. Joke hide, hiding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, ano ba? Um, I've been reading a couple of books, so in case you're interested. Some of them are here for some reason. I think I'd been planning to write about them for the, for the last couple of weeks, pero wala. So, because of the pandemic, I decided to read World War Z. Ooh. by Max Brooks because I had only seen the, the movie from 2013 uh-huh. which apparently was very, very, very different different, different, different from the novelization. Um, it re- the, movie doesn't, the movie didn't show a lot of the political entanglements that take place during a pandemic and really reading about the government's responses to zombies really opened my eyes to the reality that what's happening today in the world is not very far from uh, a possible zombie apocalypse. Life imitates art talaga, no? Zombie. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> zombies na nga. Zombies na nga to, ha. Pero pinopoliticize pa rin ng gobyerno yung, yung plight ng tao. Like, there was this part here about how the U.S. government is, or the U.S. government was you know making leveraging the the pandemic because of the upcoming elections and stuff like that so uh-huh and it's it, a, it, it, you know <laughs> parang i was saying even in the beginning of this uh lockdown na parang wow kulang na lang talaga yung zombies na lang yung kulang sa labas eh and it's really hard to parang i feel like it would be hard to survive a zombie apocalypse in this country because everyone will fend for themselves or mostly everyone and then you won't have any you can't rely on the government in general unless you have a good local government i guess pero yeah. parang ang hirap kung ngayon pa lang na it's an invisible enemy that we have mm-hmm. in corona then what more if it's like someone attacking you without thinking and all that yeah and and a virus that gains a body when you lose one the boss the a, a, a dead person in a zombie apocalypse is an additional is an addition to their numbers right? so it just progressively gets worse <laughs> it's crazy I mean hopefully we don't get to that time na Man. totoong zombies ayoko na hirap na kailangan lumipad na sa ibang island na walang mga kalangoy na zombies or something yeah, yeah there, and there's so many other parallels here like um like apparently there there were a lot of people here who didn't believe it at first. So fina fake news nila yung zombies na parang hindi naman totoo yan. May vaccine naman pero hindi naman pala totoo yung vaccine, parang ano lang siya placebo na hindi naman talaga gagana. Grabe. <laughs> It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And you know, you really see yun nga time and time again, you see even clearer 
how messed up things could be in real life through art nga in a sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I another book that I read was Esme Esme Wells the collected schizophrenia. So it really um really lays out what it's like to be a person living with a mental illness in a world that doesn't completely understand uh, what schizophrenia is. So early on in her in her life as a person with a mental illness, uh, she was diagnosed as bipolar and mm-hmm. that really influenced how she saw herself and how other people saw her. Tapos only to find out na hindi pala yun yung tamang diagnosis sa kanya. So it really it really demonstrates the power of words. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, this really ha- that's why doctors really have to be very careful about what they diagnose patients because that's going to dictate their self-image and how they live their lives. That's true. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's crazy. I didn't know that uh, people with schizophrenia can, you know, they, they're prone to these visions na parang demonic visions like you can you can be in the middle of a conversation with somebody that's be glad along out out of the corner of your eye like this demon looking creature lurches forward and iilaga you're gonna physically recoil tapos syempre yung kausap mo not knowing what's going on with you diba parang judge kind of for that so it's really it really opened my eyes to people with this condition it must and it must be very difficult to live through that medyo crazy I'm sure, and uh, I mean, I guess it's a great time as consolation in a sense. Now we do get to get to read more, or write more, or watch more, and uh, which we don't really get to do that much on yeah. our daily lives. Yeah. Kung, I mean, before everything happened, this could be a movie, talaga. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Like I'm looking forward to it. And of course, to this being over in the first place, but my goodness. So I guess uh, anything you'd like to add? We're kind of towards the end of our um, show, but because usually the last part is pop culture recommendations, which you've already kind of done. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Fine. Shall the bomb advance? Any last thoughts that you'd like to share on music or career? Before we head to that recommendations part, siguro like, syempre for coming off of our conversation earlier about being in a band, like I guess siguro asking the typical question that everyone asks in radio shows and TV shows. Ano yung magiging advice mo to aspiring musicians out there who'd like to pursue this life? I want you to know, ano ba? For anyone who wants to pursue a career in music or in art in general, um, figure out the values that you will live for. Um, the things that, in other words, the non-negotiables. Because I'm sure this, an artist's life can be filled with so much uncertainty uh, and so much uh, instability in a sense that you will have to find your anchors. So as much as possible and as early as possible, figure out what those are. And that includes people, the people you trust, the people you love, the people you'll confide yourself in and whom you will, you know, take advice from. Um, Tapos, another thing I guess is that 
always remember that genre is fluid and that you you should feel free to move from one genre to the next uh whenever you please because you knew mistake what first like at first i thought i was like okay this is this is the this is only the kind of sound i want to make and then for a, for a good while i became a prison of uh, i made a prison and i trapped myself in that prison so you know art is a playground history is for you to pick apart uh dig up revisit and then recontextualize so because at the heart of it it's really all about me. um it's all about enjoying yourself uh even if you're doing it for a client because why are you doing this in the first place because you you love being creative and and what is being creative about expressing your humanity on a larger scale yeah that's, that's correct i mean i agree na yun nga it's there still has to be some sort of foundation in both senses in the arts and in your integrity as a person i guess kasi yun nga there's going to be a lot of distractions out there and a lot of outside forces telling you this is this but you really have to know what your goal is or what your purpose is and who the people you must trust most because it's a crazy business it's a crazy industry and you will meet a lot of uh, crazy people talaga as we probably know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's going to be off the record. <laughs> yeah. Um but I guess yun nga, um just to add to your points which I really yun nga, tama na, tama nga naman for younger artists who want to pursue this. But I guess that signifies our last segment of the show which is our pop stop or our pop culture recommendations for the week so sinimulan na ni Ace kanina with this book recos world war z and what's the other name what's the other uh, book the collected schizophrenias the collected schizophrenias so aside yeah. from that ano pa yung mga gusto mong i-recommend like films or tv kahit recent or anything like classics that you love the most that you'd like to share with people listening and watching Yes, yeah, so I recently got into um, French New Wave cinema, and I the first film I've seen uh, was Jean-Luc Godard, Breathless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty iconic film, actually. Uh, it was, I think, it was released in 1962, and it's um, so it's black and white. So apparently, um, this movie sort of set the direction for modern filmmaking in that this was one of the first, if not the first movie that incorporated rapid cutting and editing. Because uh-huh. um, prior to that, um, I think a lot, of cla- a lot of films filed under classic cinema would, uh, would uh, you know, contain a lot of long shots. Siguro a lot of people would consider boring if you uh-huh. if you approached it with a modern mindset right? mm-hmm. so um this was this film is considered groundbreaking because of how it's been edited and because of how it lays out its lack of a plot so it's really it's really not about much it it follows two people um the lead the lead male being the bad the prototypical bad boy type honestly i don't like him because he's a bit of a sleaze bag <laughs> and uh but but it's uh it's really 
it's uh, it's ano ba? It really opens your eyes to how cinema has developed over the years. Because, syempre, I'm sure a lot of people now are very used to uh, Hollywood, right? Um, or 10-minute YouTube videos. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, uh, I, I guess a bit of a fair warning to people who aren't used to old movies. You will, you might find it a bit slow moving. Pero, I think during the time edge of fast moving, to the point that. Critics during that time found it very disorienting because of the rapid cuts. Pero when I watched it, no, parang okay. But I guess it's unfair to view it from that mindset, no. Uh-huh. You have to, siguro put put yourself, imagine yourself as a as a viewer in that time. So um, another movie that I saw recently was Dazed and Confused by Linklater. Oh. Have you seen that one? I haven't, but I've been. Parang I've I've seen a review recently, so parang I got attracted to it. I guess. Kakapanood yeah. ko lang kasi yung um, Before Sunrise for the first time. So that's the well, link. link. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, I really liked that movie. I was I was I opened it out of curiosity because it was on Netflix, and then apparently it's really just about a bunch of teenagers hanging out and i don't know if it if it's because of this pandemic but it really made me miss those mundane moments where you're just you know with your friends wala naman talaga masyado nangyayari uh pero you're just you know you're just drinking having a good time mm-hmm. enjoying each other's presence uh that really reminded me of uh simpler times with friends uh-huh. yeah and then i guess the last recommendation I would make, which isn't really a recommendation because everyone's on this bandwagon anyway, uh, would be The Last Dance. <laughs> it's the, the documentary, right? Yeah, the documentary following Michael Jordan and the Bulls. So actually, I haven't seen episodes uh, five and six. Yung kakalabas lang. So siguro after this podcast, I'll have dinner and then I'll watch it. So uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's pretty much all my recommendations for now. Ako naman, I guess it's my turn. I guess, yun nga, my first is Before Sunrise. It's, uh, we've talked about it before. Other people have talked about it on the show. But first time ko mapanood nga. And uh, it's really good. It's, I guess, you can see how a lot of modern movies with two people in it lang have adapted that format. Kasi diba uso ngayon, especially in local cinema na dalawa na lang sila, na tao, in some place. I guess that's more of the inspiration between, I mean, from the, the inspiration that uh, these movies like got from the movie Before Sunrise. And it's really, it's really just a deep conversation between two people for a whole night. And it's really endearing and uh, makes you think about relationships and all that. And aside from that, uh, I watched a new movie documentary today. It's called Circus of Books. It's on Netflix. Um, it's really interesting because it's about a Jewish couple who own a porn shop in LA. So parang it's kind of like the contrast of their lives because parang story nila na why would they do this if they're such conservative people? And it's really interesting because the daughter is the director of the movie and pinapakita yung family life and then how they um how they affected also the community kasi may pagka there's a LGBT, LGBT aspect to it na 
they sell a, a lot of gay porn. So parang the different the difference of the two worlds and how they merge and how parang the story unfolds from that. And it's really just so precious for me and so pure. And it's a nice story na parang reminds you of humanity and what we should aspire to, especially in these times. And it's really interesting uh, the setup because you think it's such a concept in a fictional movie, but you know it happened in real life. Mm. So it's a really interesting thing. It just came out on Netflix. Okay, uh, Netflix. A week ago. And ano pa? one last thing. Speaking of French movies, I, and I yeah. just also watched Amelie for the first time. Ooh. Um, I've, have you watched it before? I haven't, but I've heard good things. Yeah, but it's one of the most popular French movies in the modern day, as far as I okay. know. Okay. And it's really ganon very precious and like intricate, and really, parang it's done very artfully. Is that a word, artfully? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got it. <laughs> parang uh, I'm running out of words, but it's really done. Parang crafted beautifully. Na the intricacies of human connection then. And it's very quirky and very French and very colorful. May pagka Wes Anderson quirk yung movie even before. I mean, even I think most of the this came before most of the Wes Anderson movies. So this might be one of his inspirations. I'm not quite sure. Don't quote me on that. But it's also a really fun movie, Amelie. And if you wanna explore more um, international film outside of America, UK, and uh, Yon, maraming, uh, ano. And I guess last, uh, and recommendations. I also saw this Korean movie, Forgotten. It's on Netflix as well. Um, it's actually my second favorite Korean movie after Parasite at this point. It's a thriller din kasi, so parang I can't say the details here because I'm spoil the movie, but it's also okay. so those are my recommendations. Sobrang dami. Um, of course, before we end. Where can people follow you and what? where can they listen to your latest EP and all your old songs? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Just look for me. My username is AA Libre. And please uh, do subscribe to my newsletter. So bottlenotes.substack.com. Uh, you can... You can uh, listen. Uh, follow Never the Strangers on Twitter uh, and Instagram as Anti Strangers, and we're also on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com/anti-strangers or just look for Never the Strangers in the search bar. So you can find our music on your usual or your go-to music platform. So we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Deezer and what have you. So just look for us, Never the Strangers. Look for our EP, Touchdown, and listen to Hang. Listen to Shadow Show, my personal favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> and uh, my turn to plug. Um, but as always, uh, I'd like to remind people that you could help from the comforts of your own home through helpfromhome.ph. So it's... Uh, online information and coordination hub where you can find out how you can help from the comforts of your home. Super easy. Just log on to helpfromhome.ph and it's so easy. You can find the different ways you can help different institutions. May it be mga hospitals or frontliners or communities that aren't really doing so well in this time of quarantine. 
everything is under helpfromhome.ph. They've come up with uh, new features lately, like a hotspot of what communities are most in need and all that. It's all under helpfromhome.ph. So go check out Help From Home. And of course, thank you so much, Ace, for being here. I really had a great conversation with you on this one. And sana next time we'll let, uh, you can come on and or I guess we could hang out and talk more about these things. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Chaga game. Game also next time. Nian. Let's do it again. Ibang topic naman. And of course, um, all our episodes are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Radio Katipunan. We have our live show every Thursday at 4 p.m. And all our previous episodes on video are also in the Radio Katipunan 87.9 Facebook page. And we're also on social media. That's at Popcorn with Cholo, at Popcorn W Cholo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So thank you so much for being here and joining us as we continue to celebrate our first year as a podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. And bye.